Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Good morning. Do you know what? I just love being part of this church. You probably can tell. Um, but there's so much going on and, and how we just celebrate being an intergenerational church, that we celebrate people from all ages. And there's something for everybody in this church. I'm convinced of it. You know, one of the biggest problems in Cheshire is loneliness. And Kingfishers, what an amazing example of a group that we could see combat loneliness. Imagine that. Through prayer, we could see loneliness combated in point and alone through people like Julia and that group. So amazing. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. So we're in a series called um, Conversations with Our Creator. It's all about prayer. And do you know what? If we really master how to pray... We will change the world. We will. We'll change ourselves. We'll change Poynton. We'll change this church. And we could change the world with prayer. So, so we need to learn properly how to pray, don't we? It's the question that disciples ask Jesus. Teach us to pray. So this morning, let's ask God, our Father, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Because we need to master the art of praying. The conversation, that's all it really is. We've been working our way through the Lord's Prayer. That's basically what it is. Last week, we started with adoration. This week, we're looking at petition. And I heard of this amazing story of um, a, a class that were learning the Lord's Prayer. And the teacher said to this young boy, young boy, come and tell, tell us what you have learned. And he said, our Father who is in heaven, Howard is his name. <laughs> Howard, just be with us right now. <laughs> I love it. So last week was adoration. Adoration is all about being praising God and thanking him for who he is. And you know, that's quite hard. And if you're struggling with that, then turn to the Bible, go to Psalms, be inspired by what God, God has done in, in the past years and what he's doing right now. And the challenge was every day, wake up last week and start with thanksgiving and praise. I don't know how you've done in that, but I, can ask, I, I encourage you to continue that. Start your morning off saying, Lord, even if you don't feel like it, Lord, we want to adore you. We want to thank you. We want to praise you for who you are. And this morning we're looking at petition, as I've said, which is, is a posh word for asking. That's all that, that, that this, this talk is about. And, and maybe I should put the microphone down now and say, you know, God wants us to ask, let's go home. But let's look into it a little bit more deeply. When you look at the Lord's Prayer, it starts with praise. Our Father, hallowed be your name. It then has a lot of petition in the middle. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Forgive us and deliver us from evil, blah, blah, blah. And then it ends with praise. For yours is the glory, the, king, the kingdom, the glory, um, and the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. Forever and ever, amen. I know what I'm talking about, I promise. <laughs> I wonder if I could ask you now, if you could raise a hand, if you have had an answer to prayer in your life. Put your hand up if you... Look at that. That is a good number. Put your hands down. I'm not going to ask you the next question to, to raise your hand for this question, but I wonder how many of you in here are still waiting for answers to prayer. And I reckon that's quite a big number of us. We're still waiting 
for answers to prayer. And I don't understand why, why, why God doesn't always answer our prayers. But do you know what? Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep praying because the Bible says we need to keep praying. You know, we live in a world that is full of instant, we want instant, expect instant results. Whether that's we want a certain music, we're going to get it on Spotify. We want a certain film, we go on on, um, Netflix. We want things instantly, but for some reason, God doesn't work like that. And prayer, quite often, doesn't work like that. It's not an instant thing. Sometimes it is, and praise God, and that's amazing. But actually, for a lot of the time, prayer is hard. It's a hard graft, and it can be discouraging. It can be really hard when you've been praying. And I bet there's some people in here that have been praying for a certain thing for longer than I've been alive. And that's not made you to feel old, but it's to say that prayer, <laughs> prayer sometimes takes years. You hear of stories of people praying for their husbands or their wives to come and know God 30, 40 years. And God eventually is faithful and answers their prayers. We're going to look this morning at an ancient promise, an ancient promise in the Bible to try and get our heads around what is prayer. Um, I've lost um, signal here, Mike, so if you could get the slide up. We're going to read from 2 Chronicles 7, 13 to 14. So if you want to follow in your Bibles or on your phones, it should be on the screen, but we may have a problem. So that's 2 Chronicles 7, 13 to 14. When I shut up the heavens, there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Three most important words in that verse are when... If and then. So it starts off saying when things go wrong. So let's get this straight. As Christians, we aren't immune from the problems of the world. And if you were told that when you became a Christian, then that's an absolute lie. Because we are not immune from what goes on in this world. We will still face trouble. We probably still are facing trouble right now. We're not immune from the things that go wrong. You know, God doesn't promise to eliminate the disasters of this world when you become a Christian. But he promises that he will always be with you through those times. Jesus even said to his disciples, in this world, you will have trouble. So let's, 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 let's realize that, that in this world, we're going to have trouble. So this Bible verse is saying, when the trouble comes, not if, when the trouble comes, the second most important word in that verse is if. When things go wrong, he will hear us if. So when we're praying, there's, there's a bit in the Bible here that's saying there are conditions. And the conditions are three things. Humble yourself before God, pray and seek, and turn from your wicked ways. Basically, he will hear us if we turn to him for help, if we pray. Sadly, it's neither inevitable or automatic that we respond like this. How often when you're faced with a problem, the first thing you do is get on your knees and pray about it. The first thing that you do is ask God for help. Because certainly I'm not very good at that. It's usually the last thing that you think of. But God wants us to bring everything in prayer straight away. You know, God knows and history shows us that we choose independence rather than intercession. When it should be the other way around. 
Interestingly, in this, in this verse, God is talking to his people. That's Christians, his people. So he's saying, we need to humble ourselves. We need to turn from our wicked ways, and we need to pray. And although humbling ourselves and, and turning from our wicked ways are a really important part of this Bible verse, I'm going to focus today on the prayer aspect, which is the petition side of things. The most basic instinctive form of prayer is asking God for help. Christians do it. Atheists do it. Agnostics do it. I can guarantee that most people at some point in their life pray. And it's usually at their desperate need. And it's usually at the time at their last resort. We turn to, pr to pray to God. Why do we do it? Because the promise is, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be open. So God is saying, ask. There's loads of verses in the Bible that talk about us asking. So God wants us to ask. So why do we pray? Because God wants us to. The Father wants us to. And the important word in there, in that, that saying, is the Father. We're talking about a Father that loves us. And there's a verse in the Bible that talks about, you know, if who, which fathers give their sons when they ask for a loaf of bread a stone. Or when they ask for a fish, you give them a snake. Well, if we as evil people know that that's wrong, then how much better Will our Father that is perfect and good want to give good gifts to the, pe to the people that ask for it? So how are you doing with asking? We're asking a Father that loves us, that loves to give us, give us gifts, good gifts, and he asks us to ask. He knows what we need, but he still asks us to ask. And this Father has all authority over the world. So why are we not doing it? Why do we not do it more when the Bible is telling us that this person, this God, should I say, is, has got authority over the world, wants to hear our prayers, and we don't do it enough? Pete Gregg says, keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. We don't need religious language to pray to the, the Father that has authority. Keep it really simple. And you know what? That's why I don't like reading the Lord's Prayer in the King James Version. Because, do you know what? It's hard enough to pray. Let's not complicate it with language that, that isn't very accessible these days. And I'm not knocking the whole of the King James, but let's be simple with our praying. Let's not complicate it. Let's keep it real. Be honest with God. You know, sometimes we are, are, are cross with God that we find it hard that he's not answering a prayer we've prayed for years and years. Sometimes we don't understand what he's doing and are frustrated. Keep it real. Lord, I'm struggling here. I need you. I don't know what to do. And keep it up. Keep it up. It's one of the biggest questions, and we found on the 18 to 30s weekend away, is a lot of people are saying, I want to get better at my prayer life. A lot of Christians say that. I want to get better with my prayer life. Well, let's start. Let's start this series and turn to being good at prayer. Let's be a people that are on our knees more than anything, praying I want to just tell you two stories of prayer that really encouraged me. And the first one is about the Super Bowl in America. Uh, so Amer this American football game was happening in a lady's town called Deborah. And when uh, she heard about this, um, she had a dream. God spoke to her in a dream. Or she thought God spoke to her in a dream. She saw the stadium that, that the game was being held full of blood. And she woke up the next morning and thought, Lord, is this of you? 
and there was nothing? Is this of you? Well, if it is of you, then I need to do something about this. So she gathered some friends, and they went to the car park of the, of the auditorium where it was being held, the stadium, and they prayed in the car park. They prayed for that dream not to come true. The next day, it was an uneventful game. It was just an average American football game watched by millions of people, billions of people around the world. And she felt embarrassed. How many of you ever had that, that, that you feel God's spoken to you and you do something and then you feel embarrassed because you may not have heard God? And then you question, actually, does God speak? Oh, wait, does he speak to me? The next day, the news headline was Bloody Massacre Averted. This man wanted to go and kill thousands of people at this game. He turned up with a semi-automatic rifle with 200 rounds of ammunition to this Super Bowl to kill, simply to kill. And he had a little note in his coat pocket that said, do not resuscitate. A suicide mission. He turned up, happened to park his car in the place that those people had been praying. As soon as he opened his door of the car, he fell to his knees, sobbing, and changed his mind. Amen. He changed his mind. So what happened there was thousands of people had been saved. The world had stopped from being stopped from seeing this live on TV by a, a lady's simple prayer in a car park. When, when he was in court, they asked, why did you, why, what happened? And he said, I just had a simple change of heart. He handed himself in, cried to his father and said, I've simply had a change of heart. Prayer works. Do you know, if in doubt, if in doubt, if you feel that God's speaking to you, because we do believe in this church that God is still speaking today. We believe he's speaking right now and he's possibly saying something to you right now. If in doubt, pray about it. Pray about it. Always be your first put of call. Get on your knees and pray. Because if that lady hadn't, we don't know what could have happened. Do you know, God knew that was going to happen. And he could have just stopped it. But he chose to speak to Deborah. He chose to give that mission to Deborah to say, I want you to be the person that intercedes about this. And I want you to be blessed because I'm a father who loves you. A second one is, is one a bit more closer to home. And I was meeting my mentor, Bill Norman, and, and we were praying about, this was a couple of months ago, praying about my future. Uh, and I just wanted clarity. I was getting really frustrated that, that I had a couple of these options, and I didn't know what was right to do. So Bill said, let's wrestle with God. Let's tell him, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. I'm not going to let go until you give me an answer. So we spent the evening praying about this. And at the end of it, Bill said, what's the Lord saying? And I said, I don't know. I've got no clarity. So he said, wrestle with God. Keep praying. Keep praying and ask God for clarity. Say, Lord, give me clarity over this. That was on the Thursday. On the Sunday, I came to church. I led the service. And at the end, this girl that I'd never met before, first time at the church, came up to me and said, the Lord's spoken to me about you. What? Yeah, the Lord's spoken to me. He gave me the word breakthrough. He's going to break through, through and give you clarity over your future. What? 
what? How did you know that? Yeah, he gave me an image of you stood on a road with many doors either side. And one door in particular was golden, had flowers around it. It was the most beautiful door that she had seen. And God was going to give me clarity of what behind, what's behind that door. So I said, what's behind the door? <laughs> and she said, that's, that's between you and the Lord. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I asked God to give me clarity. Now, he still hasn't given it me, but I asked for it. And he reassured me on the Sunday that God had heard my prayer, and I don't need to worry anymore. God has heard me. He's got a door for me. I just need to trust him. And that really, really relaxed me in my prayer. And I just was like, Lord, it's okay. I trust you now. Prayer works. Why do we not do it more? So when the troubles come, because they're going to come, and they're probably here. If we humble ourselves, pray about it, we ask the Lord, and we turn from our wicked ways, then he promises three things. He promises to hear our prayers, the creator of the world. He, he promises to forgive our sins. That's a promise of salvation, eternal life, being white clean, and to heal our land. Three amazing promises of when we simply just ask for it. All we have to do, humble ourselves, pray about it, and turn from our, our wicked ways. You know, the Bible says we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. Make the most of it while you're on earth. When you're sat there with Christ, you get to say what you think about a situation. You get to ask Christ about a certain situation. Make the most of being seated in the heavenly realms with Christ. Forgiven. That's when we begin to overpower sin's destructive influence on every level. When we ask for it. And the one that I love the most, heal our land. That's a promise of reconciliation, restoration, deep social transformation. You know, when God promises to heal our land, that's when wounded nations are made whole. That's when broken economies are repaired. That's when fractured relationships are reconciled. That is when revival comes to the church, when God, when we ask for it and God comes and heals our land. You know, there's this, this analogy of putting dominoes out every time you pray. It might be the same prayer in the same way at the same time every day for 30 years. And it's like every time you say it, you're putting out a different domino. Now, for some reason, that one morning, you say the same prayer in the same way, and it knocks the whole dominoes across. Now, we don't understand why it's that certain domino that answers the prayer, that gets breakthrough. But God sometimes says yes, no, and not yet. And yes, that's encouraging. It builds us in faith. No, we've got to trust him in that. But not yet. Well, if that prayer has not been answered yet, and that prayer lines up with the desires of God's heart, and when we are closer to God, our desires are God's desires, then it's probably not yet. If you're praying someone into salvation, if you want to pray for someone to be saved, that's surely one of God's desires. You've got to trust God that when every time you pray that, he is hearing, he's forgiving your sins, and he's healing our land. Don't give up on those prayers. 
in the series later on, we're going to be looking at perseverance. Someone's going to be speaking on that. So I'm not going to touch on that because we have to persevere through prayer. But, but I just want to say, don't give up on your prayers. Don't give up on those things that you're not getting answers to. Remember the things that you get answers to because that builds you up. It's okay to repeat prayers. Keep asking for that breakthrough because we've got to have faith. In this world, we've got to have hope, don't we? Because it's tough. So that's when the problems come, which they're going to come, and they're pro- they could be here. And you might be going through some horrible times. And you know, that's important that you're here today because that's what church is all about. Getting around our brothers and sisters and uplifting those people who need it in prayer. When those troubles come, if we humble ourselves, pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways, then he will forgive our sins. He will hear, sorry, he will hear our prayers. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. So as I come to a close, what are we waiting for? There's the promise. He's promising to heal our land. He's promising to hear our prayers. So what are we waiting for? What are you asking for? What do you want? You know, again, uh, in Pete, Pete Gregg's book, he talks, which this series is, is based around, he talks about, do you know, sometimes... He likes to give his son ice cream. You know, sometimes God wants to give us the things we want. God likes to give us the things that that we want. It's not all about God just giving us the things we need. Sometimes he likes to bless us. What are you asking for? What do you want breakthrough about? Are you wanting um, freedom from addiction? Are you wanting um, help with lack of faith? Are you in a broken relationship that you're praying about? Are you wanting someone to be saved, a loved one, which is a hard prayer? All we need to do in every situation is ask. That's all it's saying. That's the simple message today is we need to get asking because the Lord wants us to ask. And the Lord promises that he's going to hear our prayers. He's going to forgive our sins and he's going to heal our land. What do we want for PVC at this church? Because I want to see him heal this land. And I want us to be a part of it. I want to see revival in this place, which, to be honest, is already happening. You just have to look that every couple of months we have to put more and more chairs out. You know, we've had tough times. Churches go through ups and downs. We look at our history, and the lowest amount of number of people was 12. And in a year from prayer, they saw the congregation raised to over 190. Prayer works. I want to see revival in this place. I want to see that there's not enough space in this building that we're going to have to push through that way. And we're going to have to push through that way because there's so many people who want to experience the love of God. There's so many many people that want to come here and just get a touch from the king. There's so many people who want to be in community. I want to see loneliness eradicated in pointing because of the initiatives of this church. I want to see healing in this land. Do you want to see it? I want to see the suicide rate drop in young people because of church initiatives. So what are we waiting for? Do we want it? So let's pray for it. Let's ask for it because he's promising that he will hear our prayers, forgive our sins and heal our land. It's coming. It's happening. It's already happening. So let's get on board and pray for it. Because do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to be blessed from saying that prayer? Because God's going to do it anyway, isn't he? We believe it. He's going to do something special in this church. Hey. Yes, Rob. So let's dream big and pray big. 
That is my message today. Let's dream big and pray big. Let's pray for revival. Let's pray for breakthrough in your situation. Because one day, the generation is going to look back at this time of PBC. We look, about, look back at the time in the 60s of those faithful praying people, those 12 that didn't give up on this church. We look at them as faithful. What do you want the generations to come to look at this body of believers now, this time? Is it going to be they were courageous? Is it going to be they were hot on prayer? They spent more times on their knees than, than anything. <laughs> or do we want to known as the people who prayed healing into the land? Something special is happening here. Something special is happening when you become a follower of Christ. We're being called to take prayer to the next level. I think that's really important and a word for the church is that God is asking us to take it to the next level. Are you ready to take your part? Should we pray? Should we ask? If the band want to come up. Lord, you say we ask and it will be given to us. So we are going to ask right now. Why don't you now just, in your own time, just ask the Lord for those things that he lays on your heart. Ask for breakthrough in your situations, whether it's your relationships, yourself, your job, your health. Let's start the petition now. Father, we lift up these prayers to you now. We know you hear our prayers when we are humble. Humble us right now. Help us to turn from our wicked ways and hear us as we ask now for our breakthrough in our situations. Let's not let God go. Let's wrestle him until he gives us clarity. Let's wrestle with him until we get an answer. Let's align what we want with God's desires. You know, part of the prayer is kingdom come. That is asking God, Jesus, to, the king, to be king over your life. Do you want it? Father, we want your kingdom to come. We want your will to be done in this place. Your will to be done in our lives. And Father, we courageously ask for you to bring revival into this place that you will use this church to eradicate the dark things of this world that we will play our part in building kingdom and building a place for Jesus to dwell Lord we want to have a spacing problem we want to have um, more and more people intrigued with what's going on here because we know that the Lord is here. Emmanuel, God is with us. Teach us to pray. Teach us to truly master the art of praying. And take us to the next level of prayer. Because that's what you're calling us to.
Jesus' mighty name, we commit the things that we ask for. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.